Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ESPN 730 Game. This is the Carolina Panthers Fancast. And I'm your host, Jarrell Wheeler. And let's just jump straight into the game. The Panthers went down to Atlanta. We lost 24 to 10. But there was a lot of things to take away from the game. Some stuff... You know, it's concerning, just like everybody else has their concerns. I walked away with my concerns. But there's a lot of things that I saw that gave me optimism, right? Because just well, but before we even get into the game, Brian Burns played, still with our contract. One of the takeaways I had was he is still nice and we need to pay him, right? And then the defensive line itself didn't look that bad. Offensive line didn't look as bad as everybody thought it was going to be. And those are, those are one of... Those are two of the things that I found to be optimistic. But the game itself, like I said, the Falcons, 24, us 10. They scored us late two touchdowns. But outside of that, you know, from the fourth quarter, it's pretty much tied 7-3 going into the fourth quarter. Uh, excuse me. It was tied 10-10 going into the fourth quarter. All right. And Bryce, he made his debut, just like I said last week, along with all the free agents we got. The rookies and the coaching staff, everybody made their debut this weekend. But Bryce, <clears throat> just to read off his stats, 146 yards passing, one touchdown, two interceptions, completed 20 of 38 passes, and was sacked twice, and he had a fumble. And the biggest thing that everybody you know pointed out was uh, him getting picked off twice by Jesse Bates, who is a definite veteran, a nice veteran. Picked him off twice, and from what I heard from experts, is that Bryce was just fooled on the coverage. And Frank Wright came out and took some of the blame for those interceptions, especially with the delayed game call. Said, you know, he had some mis- miscommunication with Bryce, and they were kind of in a bad situation, even for like a rookie quarterback, you know, trying to make a play when you're backed up. And Bryce ended up getting picked twice on what looked like the same play, pretty much. Like, even Jesse Bates picked it off twice the same way. It, it looks so identical. And obviously, one of those plays, the Falcons capitalized and scored. Right? One of them being that, that B. John Robinson, the other rookie, making his debut. And they say, you know, running backs don't matter. But if you got two, that's pretty nice. It makes all the difference. And one of the things that I had a concern about was our defense not being able to stop what Atlanta produced on offense. Because in a certain way, Atlanta was kind of one-dimensional. Because Desmond Ritter, it's clear that they don't believe in that man. Because they did not... Outside of the uh, pass that went for like 
34 yards to Kyle Pitts, it is clear they're not letting that man throw the ball that far. But then again, you know, with Arthur Smith, he always had that kind of a knock of not using his receivers because Drake London had one target, no catches. Kyle Pitts, three targets, two catches, right? And that's crazy when you got two first-round picks, tall, always has the advantage, the height advantage, and, you know, they only got four targets altogether, <clears throat> right? So being that Tyler Algier, who is a great running back, he rushed, scored two touchdowns. Bijan Robinson, who was their leading receiver with six receptions and 27 yards and a touchdown. Again, outside of the uh, the 34-yard pass to Kyle Pitts, who led in yards for the Falcons for 44. Outside of that, he only had like 10 yards receiving. But Algier and Robinson, two running backs, that was like the main source of their offense. And most of Ritter's passes were like swing passes or like screens and stuff. And we had a hard time stopping that. That's concerning. Because going into the season, everybody felt confident about our defensive line. But the backers in the DBs, there was question marks everywhere. Are we as good as we think we are? And it doesn't help that J.C. Horn got hurt, who is... I just hope that he his career doesn't become this, where he's injury prone. Because you remember his rookie season, he got hurt. And then last season, he was hurt. And if I remember correctly, he had a rib injury last year and a broken wrist. And his rookie year, broken foot. And I've seen like a crazy stat where he has missed 17 of 33 possible games that he could have played between his rookie season and last year. So hopefully he recovers. And, like, again, just for his, the sake of his career, I hope this doesn't become a theme with him where he's an injury-prone player. But, again, so the defense is concerned because it was all short stuff with Atlanta, and it was nothing, like, really impressive. I mean, Tyler Algier was breaking tackles, and B. John is the real deal because that juke he put on Frankie Louvu, I ain't going to lie. That, 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 that's first-round talent right there. My man was nice out there. Like, I can't even came in front on that. <clears throat> so, those are my concerns. But the thing that gave me some optimism was Bryce. Even though he may not have had the ideal debut that he wanted, he didn't look uncomfortable at all. And shout out to the line for holding up way better than we thought they were going to look, especially with the preseason. Bryce pretty much stayed calm and collected. And if he can just get into his stride continue to get better over the season, there's some good things that's going to happen. But only thing about that is this receiving core, dog, they, they got to get better because it was just unimpressive. And, you know, LaVisca Le- Chenault, uh, no, actually, I was going to talk a lot. Hayden Hurst and LaVisca Chenault both had the longest receptions. And I think the reception with LaVisca was just him, like, taking the short pass and running it. And he even lined up in the backfield, too, which is kind of crazy. But as far as, like, Terrace Marshall, Jonathan Mingo, Adam Thielen, who played, it really wasn't that impressive. And that's the thing that kind of concerns me. Can Bryce grow with this receiving core? Miles Sanders looked pretty nice. He had uh, 72 yards, rushing, 26 receiving, four receptions. And Chuba Hubbard, 
in case people forgot he was on the roster, he can still run that thing. And I'm so glad that we was giving him some touches because you saw what he did last year. He got the ball in his hands, and it kind of felt like we should have just took the playbook out of last year and just kept running, you know, running the ball. <clears throat> but with this game, with the Falcons and Panthers, uh, hopefully, like I said, we can get it together with that passing because I didn't really think Atlanta was that great. I just think, you know, Bijan and Algier had heavy usage and they made the most of their opportunities. But with that being said, but this 24-10 and 10 game that we played and we're going to play this, the uh, Saints on Friday night, I mean, excuse me, Monday night football, excuse me, at least we didn't look like the daggone Giants and the Cowboys. Because if we get 40, if we get clapped 40 to nothing, looking like them, man, turn the season over. Just, just end the season right here. Fourth for all the rest of the games. Because that was atrocious. And it makes me even mad that we really lost in the preseason. I, I know it's preseason, but them boys did not belong on the field. Get them boys off national television right now. And I hope... I pray we don't look like that. But y'all don't think we are. I don't think we are. It's week one. Don't get me wrong. It's week one. But that was embarrassing. But we're going to get into this game with the Saints and what to expect, what to look for, what should we improve on, and how we can possibly win the game. And so we're going to talk about that right after the break. I'll see you then. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, we're back. And. As I said before in the last segment, we're going to talk about the game coming on Monday. We got the Saints coming to town for Monday Night Football. And I was looking at the Saints and Titans game. And one of the things I left from that game was I couldn't tell if the Saints were really good or Tennessee was just that trash. Because I was reading some stuff and it's saying ten, uh, the Saints defense is real. Okay, cool. But the offense, absolutely not. And watching the Titans, it, 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 it was just, Ryan, I don't know, maybe Brian Tannehill was just that awful and that trickled down to the rest of the offense. Right? Because, don't get me wrong, the Saints, you know, they still got Cam Jordan, Marshawn Lattimore, DeMario Davis, Right? And those are just a few guys, or, or Tyron Matthew, don't get me wrong. Those, those, those are names, right? Those are names. But when I was watching the highlights in the clips, Ryan Tannehill, my gosh. Three picks? Really should have thrown like five, right? And, you know, you still had Derrick Henry. He was doing his thing. Obviously, they were keen on him a lot, loading up that box. And then after that, I mean... DeAndre Hopkins forgot about him that he was playing for the Titans and he came in at seven for sixty-five. 
the uh, rookie Tajay Spears was getting touches. And then after that, just uh, unimpressive, unexciting offense. And again, a lot of that probably had to do with Ryan Tannehill being god-awful. And on the other side with the Saints, the offense, I mean, Derek Carr being Derek Carr. You take that how you want because for some reason, there's a there's a hive of believers that believe that Derek Carr got a bad deal in Oak, uh, with the Raiders, which that is true to some degree. You can make the argument that they never believed in him, all that good stuff. But he just, he had 305, but it was the weirdest 305. And a lot of that was Chris Olave, who's the real deal, 112. And then, you know, we had to worry about him. And none of that, it's Slant Boy, and then a dude named Rashid, uh, Rashid Shahid. The wide receiver that wears is 22. So we got to be looking out for those guys and figure out how we're going to defend those guys. Because as I said earlier, uh, it's really just our D-line on defense. And they definitely, Tennessee, the, the thing that Tennessee did do, they did make Derek Carr uncomfortable. He got They got him four times for 23 yards, made him rush some passes, all the good stuff. I think we can do that easily. We can get Derek Carr to get very uncomfortable and, make, and let him make some mistakes. Because he will. Because he even though he only threw one pick, there were some passes that should have been picked off, right? So I think we can get the pressure on him, no problem. But the problem is they got receivers, and can our secondary hold up, right? So that's concerning me going into the game. But as far as our offense goes, it is going to be tough because I just think, I just keep thinking about Demario Davis, who's probably like one of the most underrated linebackers in the game right now. But, I mean, I ain't really afraid of the pressure because, um, I mean, it wasn't like it was like a, you know, again, I, I just think it was just Tennessee being sorry. And I'm not really afraid of the pressure. I think we could hold up. Obviously, can we get some passes off? Can we get the run game going? And I think we got a legitimate chance to beat the Saints because as of now, I think the Saints are favored, uh, at least by betting odds, by three. Right, so it's not even like it's gonna be a blowout victory. And I, according to ESPN, we only got a thirty point three percent chance to win that game. But I think we can improve where we need to improve throughout the week. And I think that it's not gonna be it's not it's not gonna be easy. But I think we can win. Right. Only thing is, like I said earlier, the receivers. I mean. Somebody got to make a play. Somebody got to do something. The offense can't be ran through Miles Sanders, Hayden Hurst, and Chuba Hubbard, and hoping Bryce can make some magic out of that. You know, got to give my man some help. So, I think we can still got we still got a chance. And they come to Charlotte. That's a Monday night game. That's prime time. I hope everybody's out there lit and <coughs> making good decisions as if. You know, everybody got to go to work the next day. And I just think uh, I think, I think it's going to be a good time for us, man. And I think we can we can come out with that dub. Because right now, we after, after we've won, we last by a lot in the NFC South. Because we don't team that lost. Everybody else won. Atlanta won. Tampa Bay won. New Orleans won. And we only forced 10 points. And we allowed 24 points. We forced the lowest amount. And we allowed the most. So... 
We got to go and, you know, go ahead and tighten up, man, and get things on the right track. JC Horn, probably gonna be out, DJ Chart, questionable. So we just got to tighten up, man. We got to, we, we got to put up for real so we can beat these Saints and at least stay competitive within the NFC South. I'm not writing us off, but uh, you know, we, 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 we got some things to work on. So until then, I will talk to you guys next week. This is the Caroline Fernandez Fancast, and I'm your host, Gerard Wheeler, and I'll see you guys next week.